リンクスタート先輩先輩キツライダイオディズリスコミラビンオンハダイシステイウェットホーシャディソコワイエウェダイフォーハーライデンワチンタイオーデンタイウェッAnd welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. <laughs> ladies and gentle hands, or ladies with gentle hands, as Drake would say. Ladies with gentle hands. This is my alter ego, Anita Maxween. Anita Maxween. It is an honor and a privilege to not only sit down with you guys every single week to talk about the riveting world of anime we all know and love, but this week is a particular special week because as I looked at the schedule and also perused the Crunchyroll website to watch all of the latest episodes of Solo Leveling, which, by the way, shout outs to the Twitch and the TikTok family for joining me every single weekend to watch Solo Leveling. Leveling live together for not only my instant reaction, but to have a good old fashioned watch party with somebody who loves anime. So, thank you guys so much for being a part of it. But on Crunchyroll, I saw it is officially the time to start voting for the Anime of the Year and the Anime Award Show. <laughs> Shoutouts to Crunchyroll for leading the way of the anime world, bringing in everybody, buying out Funimation, and making their website so much better, and also their app that we use on our Xboxes and everything else. I'm completely jacked to go through every single nominee tonight with all of you to truly see who is the best of the best, who has been nominated, and who deserves the creme de la creme, the cupeth to take home so it runneth over. And understand this. When I go through all these Crunchyroll awards, I am telling you truly within my heart, not only who should be the winner, but also who I believe will win. Because unfortunately, not everybody has great taste like Senpai, but that is okay. It's neither here nor there, but I'm very excited for it anyways. So have a very big heart, open mind, and listen to the discussion to possibly not only change your own mind, but to have some fun with this as well. And remember, on Crunchyroll's website, you can vote every single day until It ends, I believe, in six days, once per day. So go on there and support the shows you love and make sure you show them exactly who deserves to stand above the rest. And also, as we go into this today, I'm going to push back the news of the week and anime of the week because there is so much to get into with this tonight. I don't want to waste anybody's time. Let's get right into it. This is eventually going to be the hub of anime. Think it is Amazon for all of your shipping needs, order, etc. It's going to be that one day soon. And so I'm excited to know that at least for now, We can see what's going on, even though I've still shat on a lot of these things, especially when we get to anime of the year. I have some things I have to say about these shows that are missing out on anime of the year, but alas, let's have some fun and everybody welcome in. Let's have a good time. Shout out to the TikTok and the Twitch family. Do you want to know a hot take? I would love to, Cookie. Have you watched episode three of Solo Leveling? Not yet. We are going to watch episode three after we go through the entire categories of this tonight for the Cruncher Awards. I'm very excited. I've been enjoying Freerin much more than I thought I would. It's because Mr. Walkway, Freerin is an anime in its own league. It's just like Violet Evergarden, so enjoy the ride and get very emotional. All right, let's go. Everybody, are we hyped? Are we ready? Let's have some fun. So, we are going to start. On the first category, which is best voice artist performance in English. And so the six shows that we have here is Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, The Swordsmith Village Arc. We have Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, The Separation, Hell's Paradise, Chainsaw Man, Tomigachi Chan is a girl, and Trigun Stampede. Now, the main actors here, the first one is Abby Throt for Nezuko-chan. We have Johnny Young Bosch for Ichigo Kurosaki. We have Marissa Duran for Sagari Yamara Asimon. 
Austin Tyndall for million, a million knives. That is actually a dope-ass character from Trigun. Lexi Nieto from Tomo Aizama from Tomogachi-chan. And Ryan Colt Levi for Denji from D uh, Chainsaw Man. Now, this is going to be an interesting pick here because a lot of these shows, the certain voice actors that I'm a big fan of are ones that actually try to become the character. And I know for myself, maybe a lot of you will agree or disagree with this. I think the one thing that is constantly hurting the dub space when it comes to anime voiceovers is that a lot of these voice actors don't try to become a character. They try to just sound good, if that makes sense. So think of it as singing, right? You're trying to put your best voice forward and constantly uh, like peak at that level so that way you can have a set standard for your voice right sometimes there are voice actors who actually go above and beyond and try to do something different for themselves especially when it becomes a character that they want to imbue right so now here's my thing i will say this the show that always captures my essence is when it's something different and i know the voice actor has to go to extraneous lengths to become the character if you guys have watched Chainsaw Man, and I mean from both sides, not just English, but also the sub-Japanese side, I think Ryan Colt Levi did a distinguishedly good job as Denji. I think he did sensational. I love the depth of his voice. There's so many levels to Denji within just the first few episodes. He captures that young essence and the character itself, and I'm a big fan of him. I'm also a big fan of Johnny Young Bosch, and he did Ichigo Kurosaki from Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, The Separation. Now, in my opinion, out of all six, my two tops are Johnny and also Ryan. I loved how Johnny did Ichigo. I'm such a fan of Ryan doing Denji. I'm going to go with my heart here. I'm going to say that Ryan Colt Levi, it's for sure going to be again. I have Ryan Colt Levi as Denji from Chainsaw Man. That is my vote. That is the person I hope wins it. But again, I would not be surprised if somebody like Abby wins for Nezuko-chan in Kamitsu no Yaiba or even Marissa from her character as Sagiri from Hell's Paradise. But again, my two favorites were Johnny and Ryan. I hope one of them wins. My vote's gonna go with Denji from Chainsaw Man, Ryan, Colt, Levi. Now, let's go on to the next category. And now this is the fun one. We're gonna go to best voice actor performance in Japanese. Best voice artist performance in Japanese. The first one, it's Atsume Taniz uh, Tanizaki from Anya Forger from Spy Family Season 1 Core 2. Mayumi Tanaka from Monkey D. Luffy in One Piece. I know a lot of people's favorites. We have Yuichi Nakamura from, <laughs> from Gojo-kun in Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Toya Kikunosuke from Denji and Chainsaw Man. Yoshino Ayama from Bochi the Rock playing Hitori, and also Yuki Kaiji for Aaron Yeager. The final season, final chapters. And now, here I'm going to say something that might be a hot take. Everybody keeps telling me, when we get to it, that for anime of the year, Attack on Titan is not in that category. That is BS because if people want to say that it wasn't a full anime or it wasn't a full show, why are they nominated in other categories? You cannot disdainly put Attack on Titan in other categories for anime issued awards for the year of 2023 and not put them in for anime of the year. I will get to it, but I'm just telling you right now, it pisses me off that I see this. So if I go through all these characters, I would be a fool to not pay respect to Monkey D. Luffy, especially with the Gear 5 part we had this year. Gojo-kun himself, God, dude, this is probably going to be one of the toughest ones for me to pick because I know what's going to happen here. It's going to be extremely biased, right? I know this is going to be biased. And Gabby says, Masaya Matsukazi is my favorite Japanese voice. Well, you have great taste, and I can't even argue that. You watched the anime Buchigiri yet? I did. I did and I enjoyed it. Every day this man just tries to trap female audiences to his lives with his dashing looks. I see you. Stop it, local. I'm not trying to trap anybody. I am just merely trying to put on a performance for all of you guys to have some good entertainment rather than people just staring at you on their phone saying, So what's going on? Would you guys like me to talk about something? Give me something to talk about. Say something. I'll make sure I answer your questions. <laughs> We've fallen as entertainers. I'll just say that. Especially influencers. You're influencing nothing. Now, here's my choice, and I'll give you my reasons why. I personally believe, 
and I really mean this, I would think about Yuki Kaiji as Aaron Yeager just because the finaling of the rumbling and everything that happened, especially that scene when he breaks down with Armin and has that soliloquy of everything he did. That scene was effing incredible. But I will say this, and I would be stupid to not do this. I personally believe that Mayumi Tanaka is a sensational voice actress, and I love everything she does. And the fact that she plays a male character, just like we had with Pokemon, if you guys know who played Ash Ketchum, I'm going to say, and I know this hurts me to say this, my vote is going to be for Monkey D. Luffy One Piece, Mayumi Tanaka. And I hope that this actually does go through for the best voice artist performance in Japanese. I think it is the best one. I think it deserves to win. But again, I would not be surprised if either Yuichi for Gojo or Yuki for Eren Yeager, if one of those win as well. But my vote will be Mayume Tanaka for Monkey D. Luffy in One Piece. That is my vote. Those are the first two categories we've been through so far. Now, we're going to go to Best Ending Sequence. This is the Anime Award nominees for 2024, the Crunchyroll Award Show. You can still vote online, and they will be completed in seven days when the show is finally... I think it's live in the February or something like that, but we have seven days still to vote. Now, the best ending sequences. The first one is Akira from Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Happiness of the Dead from Zom 100. Koi Kogari from Demon Slayer. Kamitsu no Yaiba. Color from Spy Family Season 1 Core 2. Hawatari Naoku Senti, 200 million centimeter long blades from Chainsaw Man, and Mephisto from Oshinoko. Now, I'm a little upset that one of the shows is not on here, but I will not say it because it was my pick for the best one anyways in my award show, but I'll say this. I can see why a lot of people have a different respect for the ending sequences rather than the opening sequences, but you have to understand this. Most people really don't watch the EDs, most only watch the OPs at best because a lot of people don't want to waste their time, especially if a show does a good job of leaving you in a cliffhanger. Most people will want to fast forward or if whatever platform you're on, for example, like I know on Netflix, when you watch a show, it instantly just goes to the next one. If you don't pause it or stop it, I can see a lot of people skipping EDs. Just saying my personal thought is, and now hear me out. I don't think Oshinoko is the best ending sequence. I think Oshinoko has one of the top best intro songs, if not the best one. But I would not put it in Mephisto. But I will say this, and this may be a hot take. I really liked Happiness of Dead from Zom 100. You can think whatever you guys want. I think it was the best one. I loved everything about the color coordination, the song, the soundtrack. Zom 100 is that show. I think it is sensational. It's one of the best animes we had last year. My vote is going to go for Zom 100. That's my personal pick. I think that should win. But to be really honest with you, it's probably either going to be Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 or Spy Family Color. I can see either Akira from Jujutsu Kaisen JJK or Color from Spy Family winning. But again, my vote is going to go for, and the one I think that should win, is Happiness of the Dead, Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Now, best opening sequence, and this shit is going to be insanely hard. This is, I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is probably one of the hardest categories to pick because of the simple fact that, oh, so many of these are bangers. I can actually tell you all six of these are worthy of winning. That says a lot. Okay, so Idol from Oshinoko is going to be song of the year. You can argue that, fight it all you want. It is the biggest played song all of last year. Kickback with Chainsaw Man. I saw a lot of people having fun with that intro dance where they were both kicking each other's feet. Where Are Blue Is from JJK. I don't think that one's going to win. Innocent Arrogance from Heavy Delusions. Hot take. I think that one is sensational. Uh, song of the Dead from Zom 100. And then Work by Hell's Paradise. Now, these are my two contenders for the best one of last year. I have Idol from Oshinoko and Innocent Arrogance from Heavenly Delusions. I ask all of you real quick, right here, right now, do me a favor, just go to YouTube and type in Innocent Arrogance from Heavenly Delusion. I have a feeling you're going to say that shit slapped. It was my personal pick as one of the best ones for the OPs, and I absolutely loved it. It was my choice of winner. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to stay here and say that Heavenly Delusions... Innocent Arrogance should absolutely be the best opening sequence from 2023. 
but I bet you Idol's going to win. If I really had to pick one that I think is going to go all in, I have no doubt people will probably go Idol from Oshinoko. It's hard not to pick a, a, a pop star anime as not being the best opening sequence, okay? I think Idol from Oshinoko is going to win, but again, my heart tells me that Innocent Arrogance is the best opening sequence from last year. Now, on to best score. I feel like we don't even need to really go through this. It's really going to be Oshinoko. Like, can we just really be honest here and have a conversation? Again, the entire show is based on idols and based on being either actors or singers or entertainers. And the entire score of Oshinoko is an absolute sensational ride. The only other one that I can see being even close is Bochi the Rock because, again, it's based on music. It's based on the whole entirety of the show. I can see Bochi the Rock being... Neck and neck with Oshinoko, I think Oshinoko is going to win. But again, my personal selection, I think Bochi the Rock should win. Come at me all you want. I personally believe Bochi the Rock is the best score out of everything. I'll give you the nominees real quick before I even say. Oshinoko, Attack on Titan Final Season, Chainsaw Man, Bochi the Rock, Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yaiba, and Suzume. All of these are sensational, but again, the two musically score ones that are based on music itself, Bochi the Rock and Oshinoko. Ah, I'm going Bochi. My pick is Cloverworks. Bochi the Rock is best score for 2023, but I would not be surprised if Oshinoko wins best score. Now on to best anime song. Again, I don't think we need to go through this, but I'll just say them real quick. Work from Hell's Paradise, Suzume from Suzume, Kickback Chainsaw Man, Where Our Blue is Jujutsu Kaisen, Seizuun Complex from Bochi the Rock, and Idol from Oshinoko. It goes without saying, ladies and gentlemen, Idol is going to win. It is going to be the song of the year. Fight me all you want. I'm just telling all of you right now, this song has the most plays on YouTube out of every other song last year. Fight me all you want. It's going to win. Now, we're going to go back to must protect at all cost. The best character who must be protected in all of 2023. First, we have Anya Forger from Spy Family. Boji from You Already Know. Uh, Hitori Goto Bochi. We also have Pochita. Okay, now pause. That's not fair. How is it that in must protect at all costs, how do we have a character? I don't want to spoil anything, <laughs> but if you haven't seen Chainsaw Man by yet, shame on you. Um, Pochita doesn't make it very far in season one. Uh, and as by far, I don't think he even makes it past episode one. So how can you... Uh, uh, I mean, the whole reason the show continues is because you couldn't protect... Uh, pause. Okay. Uh, and also, we have Miri Unasaka from Daddy. And then also Sulete Mercury from, of course, Mobile Suit Gundam. Now, this is my personal pick. And I'm going to say this. Everybody loves Anya. Drifting Dragons is even saying in the Twitch. Anya Forager is his pick for must protect at all costs. You are stupid if you don't tell me that Anya Forger is the best character in Spy Family. Fight me on that one. I know Yor is hot. She's in the back of my room. I have a picture of her signed by the voice actress. I understand. I'm going to go with Miri. Now, fight me all you want. If you have not seen Buddy Daddies, the comedy that was from last year, this show is not only a sleeper. This show, and I mean this, okay? Everybody that's listening to me right now, I mean this with the most respect possible. Buddy Daddies is basically the comedy attribute of Spy Family. I really mean this. If you go watch Buddy Daddies, everybody who's in here, Chainsaw Man music is fire. We got protect Fern at all costs. Now, I'm just saying, okay? Do me a favor. Go watch Buddy Daddies. It's one season. It's from last year. Miri is absolutely adorable. This girl, she contends against Anya Forager, okay? Anya is made to be more of like the comedy relief in Spy Family, but Miri is the staple in the show. My vote goes Miri. I think she should be protected at all costs. But again, I have a feeling that Anya is going to win. Or Hitori Bochi, because we all love our pink hair waifus. Again, my vote is Miri. My vote is Miri. Let's continue. <laughs> now, best supporting character. This is one of the toughest things to pick from the 2024 Crunchyroll Awards nominations. Best supporting characters. We have Arataka. Rage <laughs> Reagan from Mob, Psy Mob Psycho 3, Hanja from AOT, Power from Chainsaw Man, Kana Arima from Oshinoko, 
Gojo Kun from Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, and also Getho from Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Now, it's not often you get multiple secondary characters on an actual award nomination list, but I'll tell you this. If you have been totally up to date with Jujutsu Kaisen and know exactly what happens to our boy Gojo Kun here, no spoilers, but oh! And also Getho, who does a hard time carrying, and he's been like in a prominent meme thing where his like friends laying his hand out. He's having like to grab some girl's hand, and well, it doesn't end really well. My personal vote, and I really mean this because you have to remember this, right? When you think about the best secondary character within an entirety of a show, they have to have one of the most pivotal roles within that entirety of progressing the storyline, whether it be with the main characters, the plotline itself, the development, or some kind of a plot twist. They have to have some kind of I like really succinct and purposeful purpose within that, right? Like they have to have some distinct notion within that show. My two favorites are Gojo from JJK2 and Hodge. Hodge. From the end of Attack on Titan. Because again, if y'all have already watched the ending of Attack on Titan and see what Hanj does. Oh, it's rough. Hi, like damn. Welcome in. Good to have you on the show. Uh, I'm going to say this. My personal vote is I think Hanj should win because of the entirety of the closing of Attack on Titan. I think Hanj should win. But I have a feeling Gojo's gonna win. Just from popularity, what he does in season two, and especially if you're up to date on the manga side, what happens with him continuously. I'm gonna go off of just the anime side. Gojo kun is probably gonna win from JJK2, but my personal vote is Zo. I love Hanj. I think she's sensational. That's who I think should win, but again, that's just what's gonna happen. Now let's continue. Best main character! Oh my god. Uh Quaz also, pause. Everybody pause the stream real quick. Hold on. Everybody stop. This, this person just said right here, Quaz, I love you. Hot take, Hanja's death didn't do much. <laughs> okay, now Quaz, can I respectfully defend Hanj real quick if I can have a moment of your time? Okay, so Hanja's death, yes, did literally nothing in the grand scheme of everything. She just bought a centimeter of a time for them to fly away on their gazebo, okay? And in factuality, would they have been able to fly away without her? Possibly, but they they put a very big accent on the fact she she basically sacrifices herself for the whole purpose of saving humanity. So I could argue if Hanj doesn't do what she does in the ending of Attack on Titan and basically sacrifices herself, we could have never had that rumbling end. The rumbling could have completed and basically destroyed the whole world. So arguably, you could say Quaz Hanj was one of the most pivotal parts in stopping the rumbling. Fight me on that, Quaz. I'm just saying. Okay, but uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> Best main character from the Crunchyroll Award Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. I voted Gojo. I respect that, Alpha. Getho will forever goaded, though. Ryan, I have to agree with you. Uh, it's pretty amazing what he did. Now, best main character. <sighs> Denji from Chainsaw Man. Hitori from Bochi. Oh, Kageyama from Mob Psycho. Aaron Yeager from the ending of Attack on Titan. Monkey D. Luffy from a, a show called One Piece. I don't know if you guys have heard it. And Thorfinn from Vinland Saga Season 2. Oh my god. This is by far one of the toughest choices to make in this entire, entire award show. And if you instantly had an answer for this one, you're capping. You're capping. Every single character in this list did something iconic last year. You cannot tell me otherwise. Oh my god. The One Piece disrespect is crazy. There's no disrespect. It is just facts. It is just facts. Um, I'll say this. So how many do you notice on a daily basis? Kohai? Uh, I'd say probably about five a day. Five a day sounds accurate. What do you guys think? I need your guys' thoughts on this. Everybody in Twitch and TikTok. On this list, who would you say is the best main character in all of 2023. Who do you guys have? Who is your guys' votes? Because this is actually insane. I'll say this. Monkey D. Luffy goes into Gear 5, which people have been waiting for since 1973. Aaron Yeager did something no other anime character, unless from somebody outside of Naruto had to make a choice as well, of choosing his friends over the world. Thorfinn literally gives up the Viking. He gives up the world and gives up. He is. Okay. Do you guys understand what Thorfinn did in season two? He became Jesus. <laughs> like, that's a... 
I don't know how else to describe Thorfinn. This guy literally looked in the face of death, the, the sins of his past, everything this guy did, and literally says, I choose to have no enemies. I will fight nobody in life. I'm going to become a true warrior. What the? <laughs> Thorfinn is insane, okay? Denji, I love Denji. But let's be realistic, okay, everybody? In Chainsaw Man, Denji is just a young teen born with a very shit hand, and he goes above and beyond to not only defeat that, but to experience life, right? I think that's dope, but he's not better than some of these other characters. Bochi, now I'm gonna say this. She's insane, okay? Goto is insane. Hitori does some incredible stuff, especially her storyline. But again, when you compare her with the category on the right, eh. And then Kageyama, okay, we understand what Mob's been going through this entire three season. He's dope. He's trying to experience more. He's becoming a personality, coming out of his shell like Violet Evergarden. But again, I know from a satire event of him saving the world is not the same as these three. My, my top three from this list is Aaron Yeager, Monkey D. Luffy, and Thorfinn. I'm going to go Thorfinn and be extremely biased here. My vote for who should be the best main character of 2023 should absolutely be Thorfinn. I don't think he'll win. I have a feeling it's going to be between Monkey D. Luffy and Aaron Yeager. To be really honest with you, I think one of these two will win. But my personal vote and who I hope at least gets somewhat close is Thorfinn. Again, I think of all three of them, Aaron Yeager just did what he had to do because he was basically born into it and he had no other choice. Thorfinn went against the entirety of the world. And I don't mean like Aaron Yeager, where he just decides to save his friends over just everybody who wants to destroy them. Thorfinn goes against societal normalities and basically understood what his father was trying to accomplish and decided to wear that burden after everything he went through of becoming a literal demon in the first season. My vote goes for Thorfinn because nobody on this list comes close to the level of sacrifice he did, even though Aaron Yeager... We like to say he destroyed his humanity for his friends. That kind of, if we be real on that, it, it's kind of not that hard to make that choice. Like, let's really think about this real quick, okay? Just hear me out. Have you ever seen that video where it's this guy that shows up to this family's house, he has a button on the desk, and he says, if you push that button, you will get a million dollars, but somebody random in the world dies. And the person's like, okay, and they push it because they don't know the person, right? So if Aaron Yeager has to choose his people over randoms, I'm pretty sure we know who he's going to pick, right? And we're not justifying what he did. I'm just saying in decision-making, okay? Thorfinn, though, this guy's going against his family, his morals, his values, how he was raised, everything and everyone around him except his father who was starting to understand it, and he's continuing that legacy. Don't get me wrong. Monkey D. Luffy has made sacrifices over his entire career. Gear 5 was insane. I get it. I understand the hype. I just think Thorfinn should win, but I have a feeling it's going to be Aaron Yeager and Monkey D. Luffy. Oh my god, that was way too hard. Oh my god. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that was like the best way I could say it. Love the way you went through them all and thought about it. Alpha, I had to. I, I can't just sit here and just blurt out who I think should win. This has to be more of a serious topic. And again, this is my biggest vice to Crunchyroll award shows. I know so many people are biased and just vote for their favorite rather than digesting exactly what is going on, right? Like that's what I think makes somebody a very distinguished critique and critic is being able to unbiasedly look at everything and decide off of that one. Of course, my a little bit of my bias is gonna shine through for my personal pick, but I'm still gonna tell you who I think is gonna win, right? So now, Let's move into the categories now of genres, and we're going to go to the best slice of life in all of 2023. Starting with Bochi the Rock, which a lot of people have as one of their favorite shows. Harimia, season two, The Missing Pieces. My love story with Yamada-kun at level 999, which is actually a sensational show. Do It Yourself, which was really a badass too. Insomniacs After School, and Skip and Loafer. Now... Everybody hear me out on this one. I personally believe Bochi the Rock is going to win hands down. I, I really mean this too. There's a reason why Bochi the Rock is in anime of the year. Little tease right here. I think Bochi the Rock is going to win again. If you've seen this show and I'm almost completed with it. Everybody told me to watch it because I had some thoughts on it. I understand now and I see why. But I'm telling you this. Harimia season 2 is not as good as season 1. If you tell me it is, you're capping. My love story with Yamada-kun, it's a fun take on a slice of life concept. We've all seen a gamer guy falls in love with a girl who got dumped, etc, etc. It's a fun show. Don't get me wrong. I have Skip and Loafer 
way above my love story. I think Skip and Lover is the best romance. Neck and neck with, uh, you'll see what when we get to it. But I'm going to say this. My vote is for Bochi the Rock. And I also think Bochi the Rock is going to win. I do believe truly this is going to be the best one. I have no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Best slice of life, Bochi the Rock. Okay, mark it down. Now, best drama. Oh, <laughs> this category is fucking tough. Okay, best drama in 2023. Oshinoko. Heavenly Delusions to your Eternity Season 2. Can we pause real quick and just shout out to your Eternity? We watched to your Eternity Episode 1 on the stream. And I'll tell you guys this. That is one of the most difficult first episodes I've ever watched in anime. Because it makes you emotional for a character and you never learn his name. Unbelievable. Shout outs for them actually getting a nomination. Attack on Titan, the final chapter special one. My Happy Marriage, which was a sensational Netflix slice of life, by the way, but more so a ro romance. I'll just give it the, the hype, though. And Vinland Saga Season 2. Ugh. Rafi, you're not alone. Rafi, I was also disappointed with Haremia Season 2. I also agree with that. Now, let me say this, ladies and gentlemen. When I think best drama, okay, everybody on TikTok and Twitch, just really hear me out on this real quick, and then I'll get your thoughts. When I think of best drama, right... If you've ever seen at a theater and understood the concept or a movie of a dramatic montage, right? A dramatic piece is something that is not dramatic in the sense of drama, like I'm talking about the bullshit drama where it's like, oh, Cindy, spill the tea. What happened to James and Jessica? No, I'm talking about it is so dramatic, it twists the very innards of your soul, and you are literally leapt, I created this word, decreptified. You're sitting in a graveyard full of your emotions. You literally are ranced through. I need a show that makes me feel so much shit. It literally is the antithesis of a drama. Hear me out. My two for that are Attack on Titan, the final season chapters, the special episode, and Vinland Saga season two. A lot of people hated on season two of Vinland Saga this year, and it's very upsetting to know nobody really understood the antithesis of what the show was trying to build up to. And it was a complete remake of Thorfinn's character because of how much he had to sacrifice in that first season, right? Season one was just an out mayhem with Ash Galad and everything that happened. I'm going to say this, and this is just to respect an iconic franchise. My vote goes to Attack on Titan, final season, chapter special one. I think Attack on Titan should absolutely win Best Drama because to sit there and to watch the conclusion of an over decade, decade long franchise and to know we will never get the opportunity or experience to sit down and watch that again for the first time, that broke me. Like it's, it's, it's crazy to see everything come to a completion and especially when you've worked so hard for something. Let's say you started a business, right? And you've spent so much time in your business. You've spent years of your life, over a decade, and you finally got that break. And it finally paid off. And you finally started, like, I guess you could say, taking over the marketplace with whatever you're in. Do you know how refreshing of, like, it's, it's one of the most pivotal things that will happen to you, right? The completion of Attack on Titan, in my opinion, is the best part of Attack on Titan. And so many people hated it. Really think about that. So many people hated the ending of Attack on Titan simply because they didn't want it to end that way. That's a good show. Do you know what's another good show like that? Neon Genesis. The ending of Evangelion, Neon Genesis, was so good. The creator received so many death threats. He literally, a year later, had to, had to create an entirely different ending in a movie because of how many people got cathartic with that ending. My vote for the best drama is the completion of Attack on Titan, but I would not be surprised if the fandom of Oshinoko or the true fans of Vinland Saga carry it up to win. Best drama of 2023, the Crunchyroll nominations, the person I think that should win the show is Attack on Titan, but again, I have no doubts it could even be Vinland Saga or Oshinoko. Now, best fantasy, a category that I myself am prevently, it's one of my top three genres in all of anime. The first one, Demon Slayer, Kamitsu no Yaiba, the Sword Slayer Village arc, 
Hell's Paradise, map of pay your employees more. Mashal Magic and Muscles, which is a very fun show if you haven't seen it. Mushoko Tensei, Jamas Reincarnation Season 2. People talk shit on this as well, but you just don't know a good show when you watch it. That's okay. Uh, Ancient Magus Bride. Again, round of applause for the fact that at least Ancient Magus Bride got a nomination. Season 2 has been such a fun ride, Core 1 and Core 2. I'm personally biased. I love Ancient Magus Bride, but I don't think it's the best one. And also, Ranking of Kings, if you guys have not been in the game of Ranking of Kings. Uh, this one is called the Treasure Chest of Courage. I do pity you because Boji is probably one of those really cool characters that you'll reflect with a lot and really kind of have a connection with. For Best Fantasy, I have a feeling Demon Slayer is going to win simply because the fandom of Demon Slayer is so immaculate. And this arc itself, the completion of this arc within Demon Slayer, was absolutely nutty. To see Tanjiro, spoiler alert here, I'm sorry, it's not that big, but it's something. To see Tanjiro be in a situation where he had to choose between his sister and the demon running away was one of the best depictions of anxiety I've ever seen in anime. I don't care what anybody says, I've always harped on March Comes In Like a Lion for one of the best depictions of emotions in an anime. When you go back and watch this one with Demon Slayer, Oh my god, that scene with Tanjiro and his sister is gut-wrenching. I think that's this one's going to win personally. I have a feeling Demon Slayer fans will ride hard and vote for this one. But in my opinion, for best fantasy, I'm still going with Ancient Magus Bride. And I'm going to be completely biased with it. I think it or Hell's Paradise should win for the uniqueness of the storyline. Especially where it takes us. And Hell's Paradise, if we're going to be honest... There's a reason why it actually makes you question the concept of a dark trio and the moving forward of shonens, right? Like, let's really be like, sincere with that. I do believe that Hell's Paradise or Ancient Magus Bride should win. Those are my two favorites. My personal vote is for the Ancient Magus Bride. But again, I think Demon Slayer will win it. Do not sleep on muscle and ma magic, by the way. Now, the best action anime of all 2023. Attack on Titan, the finale. Chainsaw Man, Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, The Separation, Kamitsu no Yaiba, The uh, Sword Arc, <laughs> Swordsmith Village Arc, One Piece, The One Piece, and Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 and Chainsaw Man. For best action, um, it's nice to see one of the Dark Trio, two of the Dark Trio, actually make this list. Not surprised that Bleach made it, especially with the animation style it has, especially with Demon Slayer as well. I can see, and I really mean this, I can see One Piece winning this, again, because of how hyped Gear 5 was. But I would not be surprised if Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 wins, just because of the antithesis of the season itself, the quote-unquote sacrifices Gojo-kun makes, and everything else entitled with it, and the new secondary characters we get introduced to. I could see Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 winning. My personal vote, though, hear me out. I have Chainsaw Man. I personally believe the best action in all of 2023 is Chainsaw Man. That first episode alone of the intro to Chainsaw Man, when you see the depth of gore that goes into this show, especially the different type of fight styles and the conclusion of season one, wow. Um, I'm glad that it actually takes on that gory concept because we need more of that. We really do. My vote for best action is Chainsaw Man. But again, I think it's either going to be One Piece or Jujutsu Kaisen. That takes it as the best action for all of 2023. My vote is Chainsaw Man. But again, JJK or One Piece will probably win it. Now, the best comedy! Best comedy anime in all 2023. The best comedies in all of 2023. We have Bochi the Rock by Cloverworks. <laughs> Magic and Muscles by A1 Pictures. Which again, if you have not seen this, please don't sleep on it. Buddy Daddies by PA Works, Spy Family Season 1 Core 2 by Wit Studio and Cloverfields, Zom 100 with Bug Films, and <sighs> Urusi Yatsura. And uh, a lot of people when this first one came out by David Productions, hi David, good job. I would say this, Urusia, uh, Urusi Yatsuru, Yatsura is a very interesting show because I didn't know what to expect from it after watching the trailer to this anime. It was an absolute surprise. I think the comedy in it is top tier, but I'm gonna go down a little bit of a deeper path here. I think Buddy Daddies is the best comedy of all last year. Fight me on this one. My vote is Buddy Daddies. It takes the entire concept of Spy Family, but turns it into an actual comedy-based anime. I don't care what anybody says. The humor is great in Spy Family, 
But after that initial first season hype kind of dies down and you get into the second season, core two, etc., or core two of season one, I think it just doesn't deliver as much for me personally, just because it continues the storyline, introduces the puppy, some new characters, the school life, etc. I get it. But Buddy Daddies, I really do recommend you guys take the time to go watch this. It's only going to be one season anime, I have a feeling. Buddy Daddies is that show. <laughs> like, I was, I, when I consider the best comedy, it's where you get me with unexpected humor and make me laugh in ways I not only did not attest myself to, but you actually make me laugh in a good way. Now, hear me out on this one. There are so many comedy specials that are on Netflix that I've started watching that I bail on because they're just really not that funny. It's really tough to have that type of humor, right? So when I watched Buddy Daddies, I thought it was sensational and I didn't know what to expect, okay? I personally think Buddy Daddy should win, but I could see either Spy Family or Magic and Muscles taking it home. Because again, if you watch Magic and Muscles, it's just one of those satires on buff people, but they, it's just, it's really funny, okay? Like, it's a good time. My personal vote for best comedy of 2023 is Buddy Daddy's, but I can see Spy Family or Magic and Muscles winning it. Now, my personal favorites, the best romance in all of last year. We have, of course, Harimia, The Missing Pieces, My Happy Marriage. It wasn't all happy, but it was definitely a marriage. Skip and Loafer, the unexpected love story we all knew we needed. Insomniacs After School, nice twist, adding the space element to it. My Love Story with Yamada-kun Level 999, a rom-com we can all enjoy. And Tomo-chan <laughs> Tomo is a girl? <laughs> Shout out to the tomboys out there. It's My Happy Marriage, and it is not even competition. Let me tell you why. If you watch My Happy Marriage on Netflix, they combined magic and powers into a romance show, and I didn't even expect it to. And the reason why I say that is, is like, if you watch the first half of My Happy Marriage, you start feeling for this main character, the girl, as like Snow White, right? She's thrown into this family now where her father basically was just using her because she was born for her abilities. You'll find out. Her stepmother comes in with the stepsister and they're like the chosen ones in the family. She turns into like the slave. She has to do all the labor. She's neglected, etc. And then they sell her off to this rich family and this guy with all this power just because they're like, well, we have nothing else to do with her. Let's just send her there. And something magical happens, right? Like when you have somebody, and I really mean this and I believe this too. When you have the girl that's been hurt and the guy that's never been loved and you team them up, that's like Super Saiyan Goku on a level that is unobtainable. Like I'm talking Super Saiyan 55, like one that we'll never see in our lifetime. That kind of combo literally breaks the fiber of reality. Like really conceptualize that. If you find your duality in somebody else, or as the hipster will say, my twin flame, if you find that person in life and you guys actually align and become like an actual power couple and expect nothing outside of each other but to elevate one another, this girl literally breaks her trauma because of this dude. And then this dude steps up so much, he becomes a nicer person because of her, even though he's always been a nice dude. I think my happy marriage is the best romance. It's my pick, but I could honestly see Skip and Loafer winning it too. In all due respect, I know so many of my friends and family have told me Skip and Loafer was their favorite romance from last year, but my vote is Happy Marriage. If you go watch it, you see why Netflix is doing a great job. Best Art Direction. Oshinoko, Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yaiba, Sword Village Arc, JJK Season 2, Chainsaw Man, Hell's Paradise, and ZOM 100. Now... For best art direction, you guys might not agree with me. I do believe it's ZOM 100. If you go watch ZOM 100, the first episode alone, and see how they depict all of the color coordination and the creativity with a post-apocalyptic zombie world. And also, by the way, if you guys watch the beginning of ZOM 100, they do a very good job of showing you what the Japanese working lifestyle is like for the working man, which AKA is probably MAPPA Studios, but they just don't tell us. I think ZOM 100 is beautifully directed and the art style within it as well is sensational. That gets my vote. I don't even have to think about the other ones. The second close one I could think of is Oshinoko because of the colors and the ambiguity, because it's a pop star kind of a thing and these idols. 
But ZOM 100 is my vote. I think it should win Best Art Director Direction. But I honestly could see something like Hell's Paradise or Oshinoko sliding in and winning it as well. My vote is ZOM 100. I think ZOM 100, 100 would win. And I'm going to stick with it. I'm not even going to tell you who I think is going to win outside of it. I think it's absolutely going to be ZOM 100. That's my vote. That's who I think is going to win. Now, Best Cinematography. Oh, now this one. <laughs> you want to talk about cinematography? How about the fact that all the breathing styles and everything we see that's animated in Demon Slayer is not even there. None of it's there. You're literally just seeing stuff that doesn't exist. But they put it there to make you enjoy it more. So, best cinematography. Attack on Titan season finale, the final chapter special one. Chainsaw Man. Heavenly Delusions. Shout out to Heavenly Delusions. Vinland Saga season two. Jujutsu Kaisen season two. And Demon Slayer season... Uh, I think we'll just call it the uh, Village Arc. Swordsmith Village Arc. Now, this one is tough as well, because I do personally love the art style that is within Heavenly Delusions. I think it is unique. Vinland Saga, I wouldn't put it as best cinematography, just for the fact that the best parts of it are towards the end of season two, cinematography-wise. The rest of it is just story building and telling. Chainsaw Man is very beautiful, don't get me wrong. Ending of Attack on Titan is just basically watching the grotesque rumbling take its effect. I mean, it's hard not to have Demon Slayer. I think the top two in this category are absolutely Demon Slayer, Kamitsu no Yaiba, Sword Village Arc, and JJK Season 2. My personal pick, I'm going to go JJK Season 2. I think it should absolutely win Best Cinematography, especially if you watch a lot of those fight scenes and what happens to Gojo-kun and everything that happens in the train area. And then, ah, I just, I think it's, I think it's great. But again, I would not be surprised or even shocked if Demon Slayer takes this one home. They seem to always be here every single year. Now, Best Director. This is an actually great category. For Best Director, we have from Oshinoko, Hira, uh, Hiramaki. From Bochi the Rock, we have Saito. From Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, we have Gosho Zono. From Heavenly Delusion, we have Mori. From Chainsaw Man, we have Nakayama. And from Attack on Titan, Hayashi. Oh, Best Director. That's crazy tough. Now, I don't know about all of you in the Twitch and the TikTok family here. I may sound a little off, but just give me a second here. I kind of feel like Heavenly Delusions should get a nod. Respectfully, just because... Oh, man. This is tough. I really love the concept of Heavenly Delusion. I think the direction of where they were going from that also post-apocalyptic world with just the two of them, in a sense, thinking they're like basically like the last ones alive... It's really well done, and I think it's also beautifully directed with especially how it ends in season one. But I will say, you know, this is probably the first category in all of this. Wow. This is the first one I'm not, I don't have a definitive winner for. I think if I had to go with my heart, I personally would love Heavenly Delusions to win this one because they're nominated so much, but against so many other great animes. I personally think Heavenly Delusions, this is my pick. I might sound crazy again. I just really love the direction with this show over everything else. I think it's beautifully done. But I have a feeling that either Bochi the Rock or Attack on Titan will win this one. Or even Oshinoko, to be honest with you, because the entire prologue first episode that gets us into the entire show, man, I don't have a legit winner in this one. This might be the only one I don't have a legit winner. My heart goes, I don't know what you guys all think in there. I know, Oshino broke records. I know it did, trust me, I have no doubt. I will say personally, Heaven Delusions is my choice, but I will not be shocked if truly any of these ones win. Yeah, that's the first tough one we've had. Now, best character design. Uh, we have Trigun Stampede, Hell's Paradise, Chainsaw Man, Oshinoko, Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Aiba, and also Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Now, I'm going to go with this one. Oh, it's tough. It has to be between Chainsaw Man and Oshinoko. Just because they are so prevalently new, and the type of character design they put into these idols to antithesis, like to barely antithesis them, and to like really bring out the pivotal notion that these ones are idols, and they're supposed to be different, their eye color, contrast, the sparkle in their eyes, etc. I really liked Oshinoko for best character design, and I also think Chainsaw Man has very unique character design for a lot of their <sighs> different type of secondary characters too. I'm going to go with personally Oshinoko. Because I feel like we've kind of gotten consistently used to JJK, Demon Slayer, 
Trigun Stampede is not bad at all. I'm glad it got remade. The only issue I have with Trigun Stampede is it's all CGI, so I don't know how people really feel about that. Hell's Paradise, we've seen a lot of different samurai types. They try to make it different. I'm going to go Oshinoko for best character design. That's my choice. But I could see Chainsaw Man or Oshinoko winning that one. Now, best animation. Wow. For best animation for last year, we have Attack on Titan Final Season. We have Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. We also have Demon Slayer Commits No Yaiba, which is just in every single category. Mob Psycho Part 3 and Trigun Stampede. Now, to be honest with you, I would be extremely shocked if Trigun Stampede actually wins this because out of all six of these nominations, Trigun Stampede is literally the only show that is not truly animated. It is CGI'd almost. Like it's, it's done, you can tell on a computer for sure. I would be surprised because I know a lot of people were turned off by that. I personally liked it. Hot take. I enjoyed it. I thought it was refreshing and new and I like how they went a darker concept with this one. But for best animation style, it's really hard to not have something like, again, I mean, what is the antithesis of Demon Slayer? Everything we always talk about Demon Slayer is the animation style. That is the carrying force of Demon Slayer. I would not be shocked if Demon Slayer won. I personally might go out on a lark here and tell you guys I think Mob Psycho Season 3 should win because I love the creativity. I love the design conceptual uh, notion of the color coordination, the elements that they imbue it with, and I love the way that Season 3 played itself as well. My vote is Mob Psycho Season 3, but I, I have a feeling Demon Slayer will win this one. Now, best original anime. Now, this is a fun one. Best original anime, anime basically means it comes out of no writing. Like, it's completely unique. Somebody came up with it and they went with it, right? So best original anime, we have Akiba Made War, which is a very fun one if you've watched it. Birdie Wing, a golf show, season two. Do It Yourself, which was a great show as well. Shoutouts, they got nominated a couple times. Buddy Daddies, which is one of my personal favorites. Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch of Mercury. And The Marginal Service, which I watched some of it, couldn't get through all of it. Not my type, but that's okay. I'm gonna go sub very biasly here. I'm going to vote Buddy Daddies. I don't know about all of you. Uh, let's see. Demon Slayer animation is just top tier. I'm with you. I can't, I can't argue it. Mob was beautifully done. Akiba easily. Yeah, I'm with you guys too, Alexis. I'm going to say this. Buddy Daddies is my favorite of the original animes. Again, I think it actually is on competition level with Spy Family. My vote goes for Buddy Daddies. I think it is the best of the original animes. But a sleeper pick here, I could see do-it-yourself winning it. In all sincerity. My vote is Buddy Daddies from PA Works. I think it should win Best Original Anime, but I would not be surprised if Do It Yourself by Pine Jam actually wins it. Now, the best film, and we had actually some slept on banger movies last year. So best anime movie from last year. We have Black Clover, Sword of the Wizard King. Ah, shout out to Asta. Kaguya-sama Love is War, The First Kiss That Never Ends, which people were extremely hyped about. Suzume, which I could argue is Makoto Shinkai's best piece of work. I have Suzume, then um, Suzume, Your Name and Weathering With You. Those are my top threes, just my personal taste. Blue Giant, which if you did not get the chance to watch this, you should literally nut on yourself. <laughs> Blue Giant was incredible. Psycho Pass Providence. It's good to see something good come from it because season two was terrible. That's just my take. And Slam Dunk. I am a fan of the franchise. One of the best selling mangas of all time. Big fan. I'm going to give you guys a hot take here. I know the fandom from Kaguya-sama Love is War has standing up on their tippy toes right now and punching air saying it's their time. They got nominated. They're super excited about it. Even Black Clover, so many people kept telling me how great it was. I believe it's on Netflix. I could be wrong. I loved Blue Giant. I think it's a one-of-a-kind movie that kind of challenges your concept of reality in some kind of a sense. But my vote is Suzume. You can fight me all you want. I still think Makoto Shinkai is up there as one of the greatest anime movie creators of our time. I'm voting Suzume. You guys can say whatever you want. I think it should win. I think it is the best movie from last year. But I can absolutely see Kaguya-sama or Black Clover winning. I don't think enough people saw Blue Giant. I think a lot, not enough people have been watching Psycho Pass. And I think Slam Dunk is not that big of a following worldwide as it is outside of Japan. So again, Suzume is my pick. I think Suzume is absolutely the best of all Makoto Shinkai's works, but I could see Kaguya-sama or Black Clover taking it. Now, best new series. Oh my lord. This is tough. So, best new series. Oshinoko, Chainsaw Man, Hell's Paradise, Bochi the Rock, 
Heavenly Delusion, and Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead. Oh, wow. The left side is an insane stack. I don't think enough people gave respect to Heavenly Delusion. It's unfortunate. I think it's one of the top shows from its season. Bochi the Rock, a lot of people have it as their all-time favorite from this last year. I can respect that, and I can also agree. Zom 100, it really shot past any expectation I have. This is an absolutely stacked category. Oh my god. Oshinoko was a damn gem, so good broke my uh, expectations. Yeah, I agree with you. What do you think about Kingdom? Kingdom's actually incredible, Naruto. I'm actually watching the live-action ones on Netflix right now. Just all-around great anime. I know. I agree with you. Every single show here, and ladies and gentlemen, I mean this in the most respectable way. For best new series, there is not an apps. None of these are not worthy, if that makes sense. If any of these six win best new series, I would not be upset. This is, again, one of those categories where I would be actually happy for any of these shows winning i think it just comes down to the fandom my personal vote <sighs> fudge man oh this is tough oh my god chainsaw man and heavily delusion yeah dude i'm with you that's oh. wow i really have a pull to heavenly delusion i really do you know i'll say this the reason why I'm going to say Chainsaw Man should actually win Best New Series is because it is one of the few new shows that had so much effing hype and did not miss any single moment. I'll say this about solo leveling that's out right now. People think I'm crazy. I was let down from the opening episode of solo leveling because they shorted us. They gave us just the tip. They short nicked us is what they did. They should have made those first two episodes of solo leveling one episode and should have released that <clears throat> for all of us to enjoy because the ending of episode two of solo leveling when it ends with him becoming a player, not spoiling anything, just saying that is how they should have ended the first episode. I'm a little disappointed. Chainsaw Man, though, the hype on it was there, but it wasn't to the level of solo leveling, but it far exceeded everybody's expectations. And I honestly think that it did such a good justice for the dark trio. It carried it to that gory side. Because then, keep in mind, Hell's Paradise fell after it, towards the end of the year, right? Chainsaw Man started us off with a really good banger, and I absolutely love the concept of it. I would not be upset if Chainsaw Man wins. I personally think that should win as best new series for what it did for the landscape of anime at that time. But I can honestly see Oshinoko taking this one again. I really love Zom 100, though. Oh, God. I love it so much. But I know I'm just biased on that one. I'm going to say for the landscape of anime, I think Chainsaw Man should win. But it's probably going to end up being Oshinoko. And now, the best continuing series. Oh, fudge me. Best continuing series. Attack on Titan, the ending. Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Spy Family Core 2. Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba, the Swordsmith Village Arc. One Piece and Vinland Saga. Oh my god. Now, I'm going to say this just because I'm upset it wasn't in there. It's going to be Attack on Titan, and I'll tell you why. They slided Attack on Titan because they're going to say it's not a complete anime because it was just a special episode. So they're not going to include Attack on Titan in the anime of the year. And honestly, that's disrespectful. So I personally think that since they know, and all the fans are going to know as well, that this is the last time we could ever vote for Attack on Titan, it's going to win Best Continued Series. Trust me, I don't care what anybody says or does, the voters, like the actual judges, are going to make it Attack on Titan. This is the ending of one of the most immaculate franchises we ever got to watch while we're living, right? It's going to win. I have no doubts. It's going to be Attack on Titan. But if you ask me for truly the best continuing, it's a tie between JJK and Vinland Saga. Because both of those season twos are some of the top ten season twos in all of anime history. Fight me all you want. Jujutsu Kaisen and Vinland Saga, both season twos, are in my top ten season twos in all of anime. So again, I think it's going to end up being Attack on Titan, but I do respect JJK and Vinland Saga. Now, the most anticipated category through this entire stream with you guys tonight. Anime of the Year. Oshinoko, Bochi the Rock, 
Chainsaw Man, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Vinland Saga. I'm going to get on my high horse here, get on my pedestal, and I'm going to vent for a second. It is disgusting to know that just because it was one episode, which was over an hour long, they slided Demon Slayer and said, or excuse me, they slided Attack on Titan and said it does not deserve to be an anime of the year because technically it was not a complete anime series. Shame on you for not including the ending of one of the most iconic in our lifetime franchises up to this point. Shame on you for not including a show that distinctly capitalized on not only the COVID era we were all through, that we all had to sit at home, but carried the anime world for over eight plus years. Shame on them for not giving a farewell and an adieu to a show that we are never going to be able to vote on again. I think the completion and watching the final sequence of events that happened in Attack on Titan, even though it probably shouldn't have won anime of the year, it deserved to be an anime of the year. It is disgusting to know that every time I hope Crunchyroll can actually take a step above and be that headway for the anime world that I need, they flop and they fail. It also happened again with Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, when Aaron Yeager was nominated a year or two ago for antagonist and also protagonist of the year, the only anime character in history to be in both categories did not win both. And that's disappointing because he is the only anime character in history that actually played a hybrid role in that time to start the rumbling, I believe, where he was also the protagonist turned into antagonist within one season. He should have won, and they didn't give it to him. I'm let down again to know that I wouldn't have voted again. I would not have voted Attack on Titan to have been anime of the year because it was, but it, was, it really did deserve to be here. I would have in all due respect I would have taken off Bochi the Rock for it. Really, I would have. Bochi or Demon Slayer. I would have taken one of those off to put... Or by God, you know, like, dude, it's Crunchyroll. They literally own the rights to do this nomination section. Put a seventh one down here. Just put a bonus one and say, Attack on Titan. Why couldn't have there been seven? Why is this the one time they couldn't have just added it in there? Just to pay homage and respect. Like, who says there only has to be six? It's their effing award show. They can literally do whatever they want. I'm let down, and I'm hurt. I know a lot of people are upset that with One Piece and Luffy going Gear 5, not even in here, I'm sure that upsets a lot of people. But realistically, I would have all six of these over uh, One Piece as well. But it just, again, it pisses me off to know that we don't even get to see it here one more time. I'm let down. I really am. So... For anime of the year, Oshinoko, Bochi the Rock, Chainsaw Man, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga Season 2 did win the IGN anime of the year. And I know there was a lot of people sliding it saying that, oh, can we really take IGN seriously? Uh, yes. Do you want to know why? Because they're an actual entertainment company that focuses on gaming awards. And so when they welcome in voting for an outside anime piece, it should be taken more serious. Because do you know what the generic anime of the year would probably be picked every year if it was based on fandom and watching? It'd be One Piece every single year. So if you wanted to say that IGN should have been discredited because it doesn't have any credentials to vote for anime of the year, yeah, if One Piece won that, I would have agreed with you. But the fact that Vinland Saga Season 2 won the IGN award for anime of the year is validated. And based, I should say. I personally... My vote is Vinland Saga Season 2. This is the show, I believe, set the tone for warping my mindset of how a show can change its concept of a violent shonen seinen into a drama-based show. Unbelievable. Vinland Saga Season 2 is anime of the year. Find me all you want on it. Be as biased as you want. I'm giving you the facts. That season of Vinland Saga Season 2, I have never been so excited to watch a show every single week. That was unbelievable and should win Anime of the Year. And is my vote. Who do I think is actually going to win it? It's either going to be Oshino Ko or Jujutsu Kaisen. I know the fandom in anime. I know what everybody else has to say. And I know what everybody believes about these shows. 
Oshino Ko and the fandom it has, and also JJK and everything that happened in season two, the Shonen Marketplace is number one for a reason. The following for a lot of these shows, and I will give respect to JJK, if you guys actually do your due diligence and look into the lore that they base this entire storyline on for the world building elements, it's actually based on factual events within Japanese culture. That's fucking awesome, right? The show itself, though, I just get turned on by uh, turned off by a lot turned on turned off by a lot of shonens just when it gets too outplayed. But season two actually brought me back in. Season one was cool, but season two did it really well. So again, my vote and what I believe is anime of the year is Vinland Saga season two. Who's actually gonna win? Probably JJK or Oshinoko. Which, by the way, either of those are great. And tip of my hat to Chainsaw Man, Bochi the Rock, and also. I will give respect to Demon Slayer 2, even though I like to talk crap on it just because Kamitsu no Yaiba, it's a kid's show, I understand. They still are delivering constantly, and it was the most watched show, I believe, last year. So, respect. And if any of you were wondering, that was the entire Crunchyroll Anime Awards upcoming for this next month for the award show. All of you guys can go and vote every single day on Crunchyroll Anime Award Show. Not a sponsor. I did not have any contact with them. I just personally like to keep you guys updated on the anime world and really antiphasize shows that should be honored and respected. And hopefully one day I can be a judge on this show because I think I bring like a breath of fresh air to it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you go through an entire Crunchyroll award ceremony predictions and make sure you guys know and put it on your name and list. Once we finally have the winners, I'm going to go back through all of them and tell you guys exactly who did it right, who did it wrong, who was right, who should have won, and if the judges sucked again. So hopefully, Vinland Saga stands supreme, and hopefully... I've made a little bit more of an enlightenment for all of you and your adventures through anime. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for being here. I love you all so much, and I'm so glad and grateful we could do this experience together. I'm having so much fun doing it. Shoutouts to Shallow Oceans, which is back, by the way. The other podcast I host, if you would like a more interesting conversation based on life, uh, philosophical engagements, and just answering simple questions about love, relationships, religion, politics, and a simple question as to who are you? Well... That might be the show for you. So definitely check it out. It's just like this show, live on every platform. Shameless plug, my, my, myself. But I have a feeling everybody who really supports me would love that side of me as well. Which I call that Alex Truly as who he is. Outside of the anime world, which he loves so dearly. <laughs> so thank you all for staying a while and listening. You are all beyond loved in every attribute of life. I'm so excited to sit down with you guys next week. Shoutouts again to the fam as we watch Solo Leveling Episode 4 coming up. Cannot wait to see that. And also, I think it's time to bring some ranking systems back. How about next week, I go through and rank the best shows of 2023 in a tier listing, baby. Oh, We'll do it live together. Can't wait. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Anime Senpai! Yamate! Kurasai! Out. <laughs>